So welcome to this edition of Talking HR with Lori and Lisa, where as always our goal is to give you a real look at today's HR world through the sharing of experiences, knowledge, and inspiring people practices. I'm your host, Lisa Fuller. And I'm Lisa's co-host, Lori Rilkoff. It's a pleasure to have with us today a former colleague of mine from my days in the public sector and the current HR Director for the City of Vernon here in British Columbia, Dr. Raylene Manjak. And Raylene, I've known Raylene as a colleague for many years, but I didn't know all these things about her and her background. Uh, She's a published author, a dedicated educator, and a recognized HR professional. She is the recipient of the O.C. Tanner Lifetime Achievement Award in HR and is an award-winning top 30 HR professional in Canada. And Dr. Manjak has been presented with the LGMA's President's Award for Outstanding Leadership, Volunteerism, and Mentorship, and Professional Service Awards in both Innovation and Leadership. And just this past year, Raylene um, was inducted into the University of Lethbridge Alumni Honor Society and is a member of faculty in multiple schools of business across Canada. Welcome, Raylene. We're really looking forward to our topic today with you, which you will be at a wonderful speaker on uh, rewards and recognition. Thank you so much, Lori and Lisa. I am absolutely delighted to be with you here today. So I'd like to start off, Raylene. You know, I I remember uh, O.C. Tanner was a provider for our long service awards at the city of Kamloops in British Columbia here, where I worked for a long time. Um, And uh, this award that you received, it recognizes you as an individual who has made an outstanding contribution to the industry as a whole through people management strategies and leadership. Can you tell us about what started you on this journey to receiving this award? Oh, goodness, that's such a great question. And it really, you know, causes some moments of deep reflection. I'm still very humbled and honored to have received the OC Tanner Award for Lifetime Achievement in the HR industry. And it was quite unexpected. I'm so profoundly blessed to represent the sector and our practice of the craft. Over the past 30 years, I've really had the great fortune of working with so many amazing people and truly HR picked me. From my very first position in leadership education after graduating from the University of Lethbridge, I realized that the craft of people development really intrigued me. So I continued to work on how I could be supportive to those around me, surrounding myself with exceptional leaders and mentors and learning every chance I have along the way. Our city at the city of Vernon, we have an overarching statement as part of our core values proposition that states how we conduct our business is just as important as what we do. Our core values guide us daily. And really these are our widely shared principles. They shape how we deliver our services and how we interact with our colleagues. And these values express our moral and ethical standards. And with that as really a guiding motivator to move forward, I just realized that I wanted to work with people and to help them achieve and become the very best that they could. So how do you use your reward program uh, to achieve those goals that you've just mentioned? Oh, well, I think that at the city, we really want to look at that alignment and we want to bring about that component of recognition. Over the past two years, we've completely revamped our recognition program. And we realized prior to the arrival of COVID that 
our culture was changing. We had just moved through the development of our core corporate values that was created really by our employee groups. And this is a really important point. Our employees through a few facilitated sessions came together and worked hard to set the course for what values guide our organization. So there was a bottom up initiative. And I felt that because of this, there was so much ownership and display of our working living values. And so our values are trust, integrity, respect, learning organization, empowered and fostering genuine connection. You know, and our folks show us exactly how to move through each of those things with grace on a daily basis. And the overarching statement that I shared before really sets that course and cements that foundation. So it's through understanding that motivation um, is really that multi-factor process. And we know that that key component of not only our attraction process, but also our retention philosophy is really that we truly are a learning organization. And we focus on capacity building and development of our workforce, which aligned beautifully with what my own core values were. And that through a learning and development framework, we know that customization is a part of the foundation. And so we work really hard to ensure that our employees know that we believe in this and we believe in it every single day. So we offer internal development opportunities, customized external opportunities in partnership with our local college, Okanagan College. And also as a part of our performance leadership process, you know, we enter into those really deep discussions with our folks to understand where they are in their career trajectory and where they want to be. And most importantly, how we can support them along the way. I, I love hearing um, this, that the journey um, you've been on and the values and how they've been really driven from the employee group. I think that's so, so important and so enlightening as well. Can you share, Raylene, for us, I think recognition programs have been evolving over time, but some of it also feels like it's consistently stayed the same that you recognize for um, tenure or long service, um, and sometimes it's framed under different names, but can you share maybe how recognition can be leveraged and evolved to really align with the corporate values and employee values and how we can engage um, the workforce to really feel recognized and that then it supports the organization's you know performance and retention and employee engagement so um, can you share a little bit more in that regard oh absolutely it's all about coming to work and being seen. It's a part of belonging and how that whole person continues uh, to show up every day and contribute to both work and community. In the redevelopment of our recognition program, we found really that in addition to recognize our employees for not only their length of service, which you mentioned, but we also wanted to create opportunities in a both formal and informal way. So we set about to really figure out how to do that uh, to have meaning and to have that meaning making show up in the workplace. And so we recognize for the length of service or for a voluntary termination when people decide to leave the organization. But also we have created kind of three very significant additions to that. So the first one is the open recognition program. 
And this program really recognizes a significant number of employees, a very large number, as this recognition occurs for more individuals and groups really frequently. It is something that can happen on a daily basis. And we celebrate that with posts to Jostle, which is our intranet system, so that we can share those celebratory moments right across the organization. And this type of recognition is less structured and it really recognizes employees' accomplishments in alignment with the same categories as our corporate program. And I'll talk about that in just a sec. So in between the open program, which is informally formal, people fill out a little form uh, recognizing their people and how it aligns with our core corporate values, which are the categories in the corporate program, is what we call the Random Acts of Awesomeness program. And this is a frequent ongoing program. It's designed to recognize those behaviors that support the core values, all employees are encouraged to participate, to give, and to receive recognition. Employees are really empowered and encouraged to recognize one another because we know that peer-to-peer -peer recognition holds such value. And to continue to build a culture of recognition that supports each other's achievements and really instills that sense of belonging. This is a high-performing organization. And Random Acts of Awesome um, has a toolkit that goes along with it that's available at all of our city facility reception desks. And this toolkit includes City of Vernon branded cards, random acts of awesome certificates, all employees have access to that toolkit and it provides simple yet meaningful ways to recognize employees, peers, and even leadership in the organization, because sometimes managers and directors are forgotten. It's always a top-down type of process. But when we start to really own recognition as a core corporate um, gift, we can push it up and down the organization. It can move laterally. It can move throughout the corporation um, without any type of boundary. So Raylene, sorry, Raylene, I, just, I have a question that just popped in my mind when you were talking about peer recognition. And thinking about working in the public sector. Um, and do you have in your program um, where the public might recognize someone or you know, how do you address that when a member of the public wants to uh, acknowledge great service that they've been provided? So we, uh, we haven't formalized that component into our program, but that is an excellent point, Lori, and I think that I might have to bring that up. Um, Joni Clary is our advisor of learning and development and actually manages the uh, recognition component for our organization. And I think the next time we have our one-on-one -on -one together, that's something that we might talk about. But what happens right now is a very informal process. If a member of the public decides to, say, send in a note or to uh, write an email about a particular employee, that always finds its way into their personnel file because we wanna make sure that that commendation is something that we're tracking because those are really important moments in employees' lives. And we've also had managers and directors take a moment to recognize that employee within their core group, either at a tailgate meeting or perhaps at a staff meeting uh, where we'll actually have a moment to recognize uh, the significance of that recognition from the public. Mm -hmm. So please tell us more about your, um, those other components that you uh, were speaking about before I threw in that sure. <laughs> public sector, <laughs> public person uh, recognition. No, oh, that's, that's excellent. And it has me thinking about ways that we can incorporate that into our program. So thank you for that. <laughs> 
The corporate recognition program is our formal part of our program. And this includes categories that really align performance with recognition, not only of council strategic priorities, but also of the city's corporate goals and outcomes. And the city's core corporate values really drive that. And each category consists of a set of divine, defined criteria. And that helps to guide the application or nomination. And we open nominations once a year, and we accept those formal applications and nominations into the program. We have a selection panel that is assigned to the program, and employees receive the recognition at our annual staff appreciation event. And it just so happens, fortuitously, that our event occurred last week. And so it was our first official get together since COVID. So it's been two years since we've had uh, a get together for staff appreciation. Everything else has been virtual. And we had 215 employees. We were fully subscribed uh, getting together for a staff appreciation breakfast where we do all of our length of service awards. We had 37 length of service awards this year. And we launched our first corporate recognition program um, award categories. And so we recognize individuals and teams who've been nominated as, as outstanding members in the following categories. And so we nominate, we accept nominations for innovation, spirit of public service, project management, safety, living the values, transfer of learning, and we have a CAO award. And the CAO award is really an award that our CAO, Mr. Will Pierce, um, gives individually to a deserving member of our workforce, our employee workforce. And he takes the time to figure out exactly what are the key components of looking at the awardee. And so we have a lovely perpetual plaque that gets engraved every year with the CAO's award, uh, CAO's award um, person of choice. And so it was the first time we did it and it was absolutely amazing. We had such a great uptake for nominations and we had both individual people being recognized as well as team members who have delivered just extraordinary service and have aligned the values with the core corporate values. And so that just really creates a beautiful flow as we look at connecting those things together. And you know, I, I can say that after a few years of virtual awards, it was just so lovely to be back in person and to experience the energy in the room. Everyone was just so thrilled to see people that we haven't had a chance to gather with in that kind of recognition capacity for the last 24 months. It does make a difference to get the energy from, from being with people in person. And, and it really is about um, fostering that genuine connection, which is one of your core values. I have a question regarding how do you support primarily people leaders, but, but it may also be employees as well, but those people leaders to have the, to be equipped with the skills and tools to deliver effective recognition. We've, we've often heard over the years that uh, recognition can be really um, positive, but it could can also be negative if it's not delivered correctly. Do you have, uh, how, do, how does the city of Vernon go about supporting their, their people leaders in delivering good recognition? That's a great question. And it's something that we work really hard on in terms of coaching and mentoring and providing learning and development opportunities that foundationally set people up for success in conversations. 
And so we, re we removed any type of a backward looking process when we talk about performance leadership in our organization. All of our performance leadership conversations are really about how we can support one another to meet the goals and objectives of the corporation and develop our people along the way. Multiple times a year, we meet formally. Informally, I'm hoping people meet at least once or twice a month just to have those key conversations. And what we do is we have created what we call our HR Fundamentals Program. And it is a program that we run that has multiple modules as part of the learning and development for our key people leaders. And we had uh, our coaching module, which is module one. Uh, we launched that just this year. And so we had four separate sections of managers and directors going through that program together. And we have now established a coaching community of practice that is coming out of that type of learning opportunity so that we can continue to practice how we can coach and ask those really important questions of people so that they are coming up with the answer and we are not giving them the answer, which is really what we don't wanna do. We want people to own those types of developmental conversation pieces. And the next part of that is uh, performance leadership and learning and development. And so we're going to be moving into that module of HR fundamentals uh, in June. And then we'll be moving into you know, job evaluation and job description writing so that everybody understands when we're writing a job description, what does it actually mean when we're trying to set up our employees for success? And how does that align with the core values that we have in our organization? The last component of that is of course the labor component. And so we want everybody to understand what the collective agreement is and that this is an agreement between both management and our employee groups, and that together we are moving forward uh, with the understanding of what has been negotiated. So it's really moving from a transactional type of program to really look how uh, our employees want to be seen and how they want to move forward and testing those historical systems and ways of doing things. And I think that COVID has really accelerated that process because it, we had to. We had to continue to encourage and communicate and develop and provide learning and development and those opportunities for training in an environment that was significantly restricted for a period of time. And so getting better at aligning the programs to make those types of interactions meaningful so that we can support our leadership group, so that they can support their workforce is absolutely inherently understood as we move forward. So just talking about the, the changes that COVID, the pandemic had, and we have this, uh, you know, blurring of lines between work lives and home lives, you know, with all those Zoom calls made virtually from your bedroom or <laughs> kitchen or wherever <laughs> you might have been. Um, and so we learned a lot about people's lives outside the workplace. Um, how do we use rewards and, and recognition programs to appreciate not only what employees do for their organization, but perhaps their contributions to the community as a whole, particularly in light of the fact in say your organization, uh, you're a public sector. So how, is there, are there ways that you've looked at in terms of recognizing employees' contributions 
um, the whole being of their performance as a, uh, an employee of the public sector in their community. Mm -hmm. We talk often about what it means to be a proud public servant because that is exactly what we are. And I think we've really moved away from simply transactional types of programming to programs that really see our employees, how they work and how they live their lives. We're getting better at that. And employees see time spent meeting one-on-one -on -one with their leaders as a form of recognition. And so I look at that as really leveraging the opportunity to take the time and to deeply listen to what's being said, to be present in that moment and to coach through the discussion. Because I really believe that coaching is the new superpower within that leadership frame. And we should use that philosophy in each opportunity that we have to engage. I would say that it's really about those touch points, those moments when you have an opportunity, whether it be positive or negative, to really impact perception. It can simply be a verbal moment. Or personally, I have found that handwritten corporate branded cards make a significant impact when recognizing employees in all aspects of their life. Take a moment, make it personal, write about something that you've observed or appreciate about that employee add a gift card for coffee or tea and send it off. It's powerful. I see these cards showing up all over our organization. They're placed in important places on people's desks, on their bulletin boards. They display them with pride and it makes an impact. And you're recognizing employees in that moment, which is so important, the timeliness of it all. Now the pandemic, well, the last few years really have been opportunity to test the way that we've been doing things. There's a lot of information that's been curated uh, through research throughout the pandemic and specifically around recognition. And a few key takeaways for me have really been around that crisis and that state of recognition. A lot of organizations had to make tough decisions during the pandemic and leaders have had to decide which of their corporate initiatives might be delayed, paused, or even canceled. I know that we did a deep dive into all of those types of things. And recognition programs in some regards have taken a hit. We actually moved in the other direction. And so if you're looking at some of the statistics, you know, since the start of COVID, we've seen almost a 17% reduction in formal career anniversary programs, almost a 20% reduction in performance recognition programs, and a 7% reduction in everyday effort recognition programs. So for us, that would be our open program, the thing that we do every day. Recognition has also found new powers during COVID. The business case for recognition is strong. And being deliberate in thanking people leads to an immediate impact of employees feeling 116% more appreciated. That spontaneous praise scored an even greater benefit, you know, when employees are feeling significantly more appreciated when it's something that isn't planned, 172% more actually. And that consistent above and beyond performance recognition adds three and a half years to an employee's tenure and effective career celebrations extend employment by two to four years. You know, who doesn't want that when we're looking at this talent crisis we're in right now? When we look at the labor market pressures that we're all experiencing, if we recognize that those recognition efforts not only can attract, but can extend an employee's tenure, that's gold to an HR person. And I think that in addition to even those powerful metrics, that there is definitely a greater return 
than what we saw before the pandemic. And those positive results have certainly been amplified. The most important one for me is that when employees feel innovated and they're performing great work, so not only is their passion met, but they also have mastery and that ability to be autonomous, it's 64% higher than pre-COVID. Employee engagement can be 48% higher. So these are not small metrics, small impact numbers when we're looking at the types of programs that we can, we can provide. And I can say that if we're looking at some of the ongoing examples of those that rise during a crisis, uh, for organizations where employees continue to be recognized, and especially if they've been recognized immediately, like say within the last seven days, almost 64% were more likely to believe that their senior leaders health had their health and well-being in mind. So regardless of whether the organization has a full-blown recognition program in place, whether um, it's just starting to rise, there are a few things to consider in our new world. For remote employees, virtual recognition is appropriate, but don't deliver it through chat be present on video, invite other people to participate in the moment because that's more meaningful. For non-remote employees, try to gather a few people to participate because again, if you can connect your remote employees with your non-remote employees and you can utilize those video conferencing opportunities to connect them to their colleagues in a virtual setting, that also has significant power. For all employees, focusing on communicating those accomplishments and linking it to what matters. So how did it you know, align with our organizational strategic priorities? What about purpose? How did the employee support organizational purpose? What values did the employee model? What impact did the accomplishment make? And it's not always monetary. Yes, monetary awards do have a substantial effect and a majority of people do gift card awards, but so does that personalized thank you that is deliberately given instead of just being mentioned in passing. So those are really kind of significant things that are starting to come out of the research. And for anybody who's listening, um, O.C. Tanner, who uh, did sponsor the Lifetime Achievement Award that Lisa had mentioned at the beginning of our time together, and it's just amazing how much data they have curated over the course of, of the last two years. And that they have a culture report that has just come out that talks about how recognition programs result in employees feeling about 35% more appreciated. Many of the statistics that we've been talking about today, I've pulled from their, their research. It is significant, it is um, relevant and contemporary. It, and I would recommend that anybody drop in and just take a look if they want to see what the value of a recognition program can add to your employees. That's wonderful. And, you know, you touched on it, Raylene, how important the rewards and recognition program can really um, contribute to the employee value proposition, the overall employee experience to attract and retain employees. And with the current labor challenges all employers are facing globally right now, you know, the business case to offer uh, employee recognition is so important um, to attract and retain employees. But I'm, cur I'm curious as well to, 
to understand from your perspective, you know, what you might suggest an organization um, could do to really support diversity and inclusion um, and equity in today's workplaces um, as it is, as it's aligned with the rewards and recognition strategies. Mm -hmm. We really have to look at diversity, inclusion, and equity in today's workplace as increasing that sense of belonging within the employee group. A sense of belonging is one of the universal parameters to measure commitment, employee motivation, and how to honor employees in a workplace. And rewards and recognition programs can go a long way in making employees feel both that they belong and that they're valued. And you can collect insights on your culture and you can drive change through that process. Inclusion is really hard to measure because companies find it challenging, organizations like ours, to develop these really long-term strategies to cultivate a productive workforce. So when employees give and receive recognition constantly, there will be a change in their behavior. And so generally, employees tend to be more engaged, obviously, when valued and appreciated. But if they're not recognized enough, it could impact the program. So I, I would always start with, is there a team or a department maybe that's not being recognized? Are remote employees part of that culture? And which of your company's core values are rewarded most often? And when you start to look at those and you start to break it down, you can see that what you're really looking at is fostering positive behavior. And as, as we talk about diversity, inclusion, and equity in the workplace, uh, women are expected to help out more than men in the workplace because helping out is one of the characteristics of, uh, that's typically genderized to being a woman. So they're not recognized for that helping out. But when men help out, their behavior becomes more visible to managers and team leaders, for example. So an annual manager to employee recognition system may fail to recognize those types of positive behaviors. So there's a need for a most social recognition uh, platform framework program that makes recognition a more instant and open phenomenon while really decentralizing that decision making that typically comes from a reward and recognition program. Well, that was a, a really good point uh, on that question, because um, I think people don't often associate rewards and recognition to supporting uh, inclusion and diversity and equity. So I, I think that was uh, very helpful for me to make that connection between those programs and the goals of the organization to achieve those objectives. So thank you, Raylene, for that. Oh, you're, you're welcome, Lori. <laughs> so I, I think that this uh, concludes our session with you today, Raylene, and I really appreciate you being our guest. It's been very informative, and I'm sure Lisa feels the same. Don't you? Oh, I you do. are most welcome. <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm a uh, firm believer in recognition of, of people and um, just aligning that with organizational values and really supporting the whole person as well within, within um, workplaces. So <laughs> this has been really important. And I think maybe I have one quick question, Raylene, for maybe smaller organizations or businesses what would you recommend that um, they do even to just get started if they can't sort of tackle or take on 
you know, a larger a system uh, recognition that's driven by, you know, systems behind the scenes and stuff that support those. Um, what could somebody do in a small organization to just start practicing recognition within their workplace? Well, since employees look at time spent with leadership as a form of recognition, I would start there. Make time, shut your phone off, turn, put do not disturb on your office phone, darken your screens, and actually have those deep conversations where you ask those great questions. How is it going? What's really working well? What are you challenged with? How can I support you? What are the things that you want to do? Are you achieving what you think you should be achieving? What are the challenges you're experiencing? Just start the conversation. Because truly, the fulfillment of this work comes in to really seeing what employees don't yet see in themselves. And it's to provide those opportunities and moments so that they can see their own potential. Whenever I can help someone develop and assist them in achieving their goals, it's absolutely life-affirming. You know, my team, I have Lindsay, Paula, Joni, Sarah, Alexi, Lara, Marin, Nicola, and Susie, and they're just all such amazing human beings. And they're truly some of the best people I know. And when you work with a team like this, anything's possible. You know, we dream big, we move to accomplish those dreams. However, I also know that there must be opportunities to just create some space, to give a pause, to not rush to fill it. I think in the crazy time of the pandemic of social media, we forget that we actually control that pause. So I would recommend that everyone just sit in the silence for a minute and see what rises up and what comes to you in those moments of silence and reflection. And I think as we do that, we can be more responsive to the folks that we work with. And so it doesn't need to cost significant budget, Lisa, you can really do amazing things by having those meaningful conversations. Follow it up with an email saying, you know, thanks, I really appreciated our time together. Or take pen to paper. And I know this is really old school now, but it has a significantly meaningful impact when an employee receives a handwritten note from someone in leadership that says, hey, I just want to mention that I saw this today and I really appreciate how you assisted or you helped or how you're leading or how you're just stepping outside your comfort zone. And I, I really want you to know that I see you. That's great words of uh, wisdom and tips for somebody to just start. And I love, I love just sitting down and having a very meaningful conversation where you're present. I think that's the most important part is just be present. Well, thank you, Raylene, for being our guest today. And I'm sure if anyone would like more information, you'd be happy to speak to them and they know where to find you at the city of Vernon. You bet. I'm so delighted to have spent some time with both of you today. Thank you, Lori, and thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Raylene. Thank you. Thank you.